0: Um, to this beautiful sunny day after a lot of gloom this week. Um, Glad to see the sunshine. My name is Brittany, if you do not know me. Um, I am excited to be here with you this morning. Um, Yeah. I'm going to start by reading scripture this morning. If you'd like to follow along, I'm reading from John, chapter 15, the first 10 verses. I'll be reading from the New Revised Standard um, Version. Well, the the updated edition. They changed it on us. But you can read from whatever version you'd like. I am the true vine, and my father is the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes to make it bear more fruit. You have already been cleansed by the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me as I abide in you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. This is the word of the Lord. At the beginning of this summer, when we were introducing this um, season, the unit for this season, we went over the themes of the unit. And last week, um, those that can make it participated in the theme of weeding that we introduced, something we described as letting go of what is no longer helpful, letting dead leaves fall, rotten fruit drop to the ground to use as fertilizer in its new life. This week, we're gonna kind of continue weeding and move into the next phase that we've described as growth, which we've talked about as not staying the same. We change according to our needs and the needs of those we love in our communities. These changes don't always look the same and sometimes come with growing pains. But they are good. Some changes look like growing tall like the great redwoods and some look like flourishing like wildflowers. And when I first introduced these themes to us, I I posed the question, do any of these um, themes sound particularly challenging? Or, like, something you might want to skip that week of church. And I shared with my group that day that weeding was one that made me very uncomfortable. I have a habit of holding on to everything. Uh, my stepdaughter says that I am a hoarder. Uh, mostly she's just talking about my clothes, but <laughs> we, we could talk about a bunch of other things. Um, but I, I hold on to things that even I should let go of. <sighs> But as I was preparing for today, I realized that I I might be just as uncomfortable with the growing phase, because of that growing pains part. (laughs) Despite being the author of this description for growth, I had already adjusted in my brain the image of growth to be just the finish line of this process. That when you grow, you're done with the hard part. The beauty comes and you flourish and it's proof you did the right thing. The hard things already, they're past. But I forgot that growth requires continued work, maintenance for your own wellness, and that it can sometimes include real pain and needs to be pruned away. And I don't know if I've ever actually heard a teaching on this passage before, but while I was reading it this week and preparing, I could hear some of, old, some of the old voices of my old teachers um, sharing these words and, and what I imagined they, they meant to them. And obviously, we need to prune away things that are um, sinful. That is what came to mind. Like people would, uh, my old pastor, my first pastor, would have said the sin in our lives is what we need to prune away. And in other times of my life, that might have been defined in a very specific way. (laughs) Um, And I think it would certainly be defined in a different way for me today. Um, But... Perhaps I would even agree with that phrase, or with that that direction. Often I think I'm critical from the front of my first teachers of faith. And I think now I would say, yeah, we should prune away, (laughs) like what is sinful in our lives. I might define that as what pulls me away from God, not just some rules that were given to me as a child. I might have been told to prune away addictions, things that poisoned my body, or To prune away people, those that would lead me away from Christ's good road. Even though that, probably to that person at the time, would have meant my best friend who was Catholic, not anybody else. (laughs) Now, when described this way, I might say that me and my former teachers were on the same page in some ways, but not those ways. (laughs) I am still friends with that Catholic girl. Um, And I love her. These actions to me felt like the weeding part though, this like getting rid of the sins, that's the big thing. Prune it away, that's like, get rid of it, that's hard. And it is a hard part to do, but I don't think it was introduced at the time that there would be ongoing hardness, hard parts that would come after that big thing. When someone with a substance use problem, for example, gets clean, they have accomplished something incredible that should be celebrated, but there is a reason that person is always in recovery. Maintaining their sobriety requires constant attention. It's brutal and it's beautiful. It's what Glennon Doyle calls brutiful. Because it's both of those things and they can't be separated. And that's what growth looks like for that person. When we set a boundary with someone who needs to be removed from our lives, we've not done the hardest part. The ongoing maintenance of that boundary is incredibly difficult. The holding of it when that person pushes against the wall in its weak points. It's all more complex than I was ever led to believe. And this week, I, of course, just let that kind of spiral and made it even more complex. I was listening to a podcast about spiritual trauma and a guest was sharing about the theologies and teachings that have harmed him in the past and that to make room For the new and beautiful ways he was learning about God, he had to do some hard reflections about what he needed to prune from his own mind. And I felt that was exactly what Jesus was talking about in this passage. We have perhaps already done some of the big, hard things. We have maybe left churches that harmed us, separated ourselves from people that are no longer supporting our faith journeys. But we still have a lot of work to do Sometimes we read passages that are confusing and feel hurtful. Um, People say things that remind us of of hard memories. And that doesn't mean all all of us are meant to just abandon everything that we ever got taught, you know? Sometimes it feels like I want to. (laughs) And something else brings me back every time. And so what is it that I need to continue pruning to keep the growth beautiful, Brutal. Perhaps because we are really leaning into this garden metaphor this summer, I thought of the plants in my therapy office when I was getting to this part. I have become like a full-blown plant lady, everyone. It is like, I, I'm obsessed with plants. And I want more. I have so many. Every, like Every few weeks I'll have a patient come in and they'll be like, I'm looking for the new plant. <laughs> And when I first introduced plants to my space, I had never actually been able to keep anything alive I had reached out on a Facebook group that I'm a part of and said I would like to buy a plant from for someone from someone for my therapy office I have never been able to keep a plant alive So please don't sell me something hard because I don't think it would look good for a therapist to have a dying plant in their (laughs) office (laughs) And I yeah, and so I was given some good tips. Um, I still got a plant it started to die. I freaked out But then I started following this woman on Instagram who like gave some very clear tips and I was like, oh, the issue is I'm not pruning this plant. I was also overwatering. That's apparently everyone's problem, but that's another sermon. (laughs) I started following her advice and now I have plants that are thriving. But also, every time I cut away a yellowed stem or leaf, I worry I'm harming the plant. I know it is necessary, but it it also hurts. Two things can be true, and almost always are. When I have a patient who's suffering from, trying to heal from trauma, we sometimes have to make a little cut to go back to the hard thing that happened, to get to the healing. And because I feel better about doing things that are hard with my family, (laughs) the people that love me and make me feel safe, I thought maybe y'all would feel that way too and that we would practice that together today with some actual plants. And so, on your tables, you might have noticed that you have some objects. (laughs) We are going to actually practice pruning some plants that have already gone through the, the growing process. They have been weeded by what I assume are actual gardeners. Uh, they, uh, by, when I bought these plants, I did not know what plants I was going to buy. My objective was to go to the Walmart Garden Center <laughs> and buy whatever looked like it needed to be saved. And that was 25 succulents. <laughs> and so um, they, ha- they have gone through like, the main weeding process, right? But they are suffering, some of them. Some of them quite bad, some of them not so much. And what I would like for us to do today is consider what growth for this little plant looks like. But while you are pulling away yellowed stems, using stickers to decorate your pot to make it beautiful, I would like you to also be thinking about what's the yellow stem that I might need to attend to. All of us in this room have done the big and hard weeding or have done at least some big and hard weeding. I know all of you enough to know that but all of us can use some help with little things to maintain that. And so as you're in your table groups, maybe that's a part of your conversation, maybe that's something that's in the back of your mind because you're not ready to share it yet, and that's okay too. But be thinking about the ways that you might ask for help for that. The people that you might look to in this room or outside of this room. Um, And use your plant, your beautiful little plant, as a reminder that this process is brutal. You're pulling away the hard thing, that's brutal, um, but you are left with something beautiful at the end. Okay? That's what we're gonna do for the rest of our time together. I'm very excited. Um, like I said, there are 25 succulents and we have a glorious 25 plus people in this room. And so, um, some there is pl- there's obviously enough plants for every family to at least take home one, but not enough for every single person to take home one. And so... Is this for your therapy office? Uh, no, they're for you! <laughs> I. The sad, the thing that makes me very sad is I don't have enough room for all of these now because our therapy offices are very tiny. Um, but yeah, so you, you get to take it home. And so maybe you decorate your pot to have like a reminder of the thing that you're pruning, right, there are letter stickers that you could use. Um, yeah, you, you have total control over what this looks like for you. Um, yeah, and so just make sure that everybody gets to, to participate in, a, in the potting, repotting process, caring process. Um yeah, get started.